Hello, and welcome to the Rebuilding Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Vasquez, and I am a life coach, a believer in Christ, a wife, a mom, a grandmom, and a business owner. My show is committed to rebuilding and restoring lives. Each week, I'll be here with an amazing message or a guest to help you love yourself deeper, restore your relationships, and transform your life, your family, and your business. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am so happy to have you back once again. If you are a returning listener, if this is your first time listening, you are in for a treat. And that is a vegan treat because this whole episode is about why I became a vegan and how my hero vegan, my daughter, who is my guest today, Michaela Smith, um, why and how she became a vegan. And she was the one that started this whole vegan train and I jumped on it and I'm so happy I did. So I'm so happy to have my beautiful daughter on the show today with me. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this and welcome to the show. So Michaela, let's just start with why you became vegan. I became vegan because I just started to realize what I was eating and it didn't sit right with me. I remember seeing a truck full of pigs on their way to be slaughtered and that gave me the gave me the realization that I was eating animals who had families and feelings and everything and I decided to research veganism. I can totally relate because I don't know were we in the truck at the same time in North Carolina when we saw the hog truck? I think so. So I had never seen these trucks before. I've seen trucks carrying like chickens but I've never thought about it never put a thought to it um and but when i saw the trucks carrying all these pigs and like it was like layers in this truck and pigs on top of pigs not literally on top of pigs but they were like rows or levels and the pigs were all on these different levels and i didn't necessarily think about it then but I can relate to when I started to watch the videos of uh, animal abuse, of how animals were treated before they were slaughtered, before they were killed. I do remember feeling like I don't want to be a part of that. Like, I don't want to be a person that contributes to animal abuse. That was like just one piece of it, right? Um, And some people could say, well, we can't control how they kill them or what they do before they die, right? Like we're just eating the food to, uh, so that we can be healthy and so that we can eat and, you know, not be hungry ourselves, right? And animal uh, meat has a lot of high, it's high in protein, right? So those are some of the arguments, right, that people would say. Animals are only high in protein because they eat the plants that are high in protein. So we could just eat the plants ourselves and get that same protein Mm -hmm. directly Mm -hmm. from the source. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that, uh, again, that's something that I know for myself, I just wasn't uh, educated or I just didn't really think about it. Becoming vegan was the last thing on my mind because I loved me some cheese. Mm -hmm. And being Puerto Rican, you know, we have to have the benil Mm -hmm. every holiday, like especially Thanksgiving, Christmas. We have our pork. And I just thought to myself, I couldn't even imagine. So let's take a quick minute and understand what is a vegan? Um, Veganism is when you choose to completely avoid all animal products in your diet and in your lifestyle. So not eating meat, dairy, eggs and not wearing anything that came from an animal one one piece with that i will say with being vegan is that i don't necessarily pay attention to like if i buy a purse whether it's a leather or not so that's an area and i will also say that i do have honey so technically honey is not vegan because it's still from even though i don't consider bees an animal i guess it's still a living thing so but people could say plants are a living thing see that's where it gets gray like that's where it kind of gets weird no because the point is that animals have feelings and families and so a bee has feelings a bee has a brain i'm not sure to what point not sure how much it can feel but I do get what you're saying though in the sense of like and here's an example I'll give to that a bee knows it's beehive mm-hmm. right I mean, so if like the bee knows like this is like the queen bee this is my beehive this is where I work right it's got enough sense to know that so I think if but, if it has a family then I would never eat it So I do eat honey, so that's why sometimes I'll say I'm like 98% vegan or 95% vegan uh, because, again, I don't pay attention all the time to whether or not my bags are leather. Um, And Makeup products, skincare. Yeah. It could be in a lot, a lot of different things, although I do try to. So I do try to, like, look at things and look to see if it says that it's um, there's no animal products. Mm -hmm. And so let's just to give an understanding. So pescatarian is basically only the only animal product is fish that people eat. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So no chicken, no red meat. And then vegetarian. No animals, but still animal products so they eat milk or they drink milk eat cheese just no meat Mm -hmm. right vegetarians don't have meat but they'll have other animal products so that's the difference between vegan vegetarian pescatarian and then i'm sure there's a bunch of other things that people have created but those are the main three and i remember when you first said i'm i want to become vegan and like, do you remember what that experience was like for you? How old you were and... Like, when I actually went vegan or before when I just, like, thought about it? But you could tell us about both. Tell us about when you first tried um, it and then when, when you first, went back and... When I first tried it, it was hard because 
um, my body had to detox from all the crap that I was eating, so it was really easy to think, like, I don't want to do this, but as soon as my body had already gone through all of that, I felt so much energy, and I learned so much that I didn't know, and it became... And it was really fun to be vegan. Why was it fun? Um, because when I wasn't vegan, I wasn't trying new things every day. Mm -hmm. And now that I am vegan, I've been trying new things for the past two years. So That's good. That's a really good point. I would agree with that also. So I remember when you first became vegan, you did vegan, was it what, 30 days? You started out once with 30 days or something like that, and then you went back to eating meat, and then you went back to become vegan again. Was that how it became, how it was, or did you do vegetarian? I can't remember exactly. Yeah, I I think I started out with vegetarian, and then, Mm -hmm. um, and then when I went vegan, I only tried it out, and then... I stopped because I wasn't eating the right foods, and then I went back to veganism, and it worked out better that time. Yeah, I do remember in the beginning, you felt, you were feeling really sick. You were feeling, like, nauseous or tired all the time, and you were struggling, and that was one of the reasons that you stopped. But I think it also had to do with, like, the lack of, again, like, lack of education on my part, our part, Mm -hmm. because I wanted to support you in your decision. You were 15, You were 15, so I wanted to support you in your decision, but, like, you were the only one eating like that, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, for me, although, you know, we bought fruits and vegetables and grains, rice, we always, you know, had rice, things like that, there was still probably just a level of, like, needing more. It wasn't a healthy diet because I wasn't getting the right foods and the right vitamins, Yeah. And I think also we were such, I think, I know for me, especially in the beginning, and I don't know if this, I can't remember because it's been a few years now. It was, uh, we were like mega potato eaters. It was like potato, everything, potato, every meal, fries, every meal. It was like our go-to. Yeah. Yeah. So... So I wanted to support you, but I, again, I didn't really know about it. And that was kind of one of my things. I was like, if you want to do it, you have to make your list, make your meals, give me the grocery list, and mm-hmm. I'll go buy the stuff. But again, you were still learning too. So that was, it made it a little bit of a harder transition. But once you went 100% and all in, was there anything other than, say, like the abuse of animals and... um that caused you to decide, no, this is it. I just, I want to go full force. Was there any other reason that you did it? Um, it was the way that they treat animals and the way that it impacts the environment and eventually my health because it made me feel a lot better and I learned that I was eating a lot healthier once I was vegan and... I just couldn't think about eating eating something that used to be breathing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for me, it was, I remember it being the reason for the animals, but it was also because I started out vegetarian. So I started out vegetarian about a year and a half ago because I started in the summertime, I remember. And then right before Thanksgiving, I can't remember, was when I decided to become vegan. But on Thanksgiving a year ago, you remember everyone's like, just try a piece of turkey. Like maybe you're really not vegan. Maybe you really want like you're craving meat. When in reality, I think people think it's harder sometimes than it really is. Not that it's easy, but it's not as hard. At least I found that it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And because like I said, I love cheese. I loved mac and cheese. And I was already trying to follow a gluten-free diet at the time that I'm just like, I can't imagine adding another free something to my diet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people joke like, oh, you're going to eat cardboard. Like, what are you going to eat, you know? But that couldn't be further from the truth. Like, there's so many foods that we have learned to appreciate and um, and to eat, but So going back to that story, so Thanksgiving, everyone's like, try a piece of turkey. You know you want it. Just try it. And I was like, all right, let me see. I'll try it, right? And I took a bite, and I remember, like, biting it, like, into it once, and, like, this is completely disgusting, and I spit it out. And I think it was in that moment that I realized like a how your body changes so fast and how you adjust to whatever it is that you're eating number one but b um also mentally how my mindset had changed and how i just did not want to have meat anymore and there have been times just the other day i had a situation where um hubby thought that this one meat in the refrigerator was beyond meat which is plant-based meat and insisted that it was and I kind of I think we almost like keep track of our plant-based meat that we have because it's not we don't have an abundance of it right like we buy it for the week we know what it looks like what it smells like yeah yeah and so I smelled it and I was like no I don't think this is beyond me and he's no it is it is it is I took one small bite and instantly knew and felt like I could just taste the meat, the, you know, the animal like in it. So spit it out. And it was a good reminder for me yet again, how my body has changed and how there's no desire to have it. Right. And to add to that, um, there's, you know, we have vegan cheese and we bought, I think, every type of vegan cheese out there it feels like and I will admit that even with cheese I just said to him the other day um I struggle with even the cheese because the texture of the vegan cheese is so similar to regular cheese and the other day I ate the vegan cheese and I was completely grossed out like um so your body really does adjust and changes, um, you know, when you adjust your diet, which I think there's a lot to be said for that, not just for a vegan um, lifestyle, but for any lifestyle, like if you're trying to lose weight or if you're just trying to eat healthier, if you do it long enough, your body will adjust uh, to whatever it is that you're eating, right? 
Now, for me, another, so I noticed the big, I had a lot of digestive issues and I could go days, literally days without using the bathroom, without having a bowel movement. And when I started to, when I stopped eating meat, that completely changed for me. Like I think, I thought at first it was crazy that I actually could go every day. So that was a huge thing for me. And I have, I think just overall, I feel cleaner. I had like, not TMI, but a little bit TMI because I still struggle sometimes digestively, although it's so much better. And I had a colonoscopy and I had to do a cleanse. And people were like, oh my goodness, you know, these cleanses are like really hard because you literally clean your entire body out of everything. Uh, so that they can, you know, put a camera in and look around. I did this cleanse and it felt like it was so fast. I did not feel like I was struggling. I really contributed that to what I was already eating. Um, So let's talk about some of the foods that we eat now um, and maybe like what you ate in the beginning that you realized I needed to eliminate more of that. This is what I eat now. And, you know, maybe new things that you're trying to try. And let's also talk about vitamins. Um, in the beginning, it was definitely only for the animals. So I didn't care about my health. So I would just eat whatever I wanted and all the vegan junk food that I could find. And now it's a lot more about my health, and I try to eat less of the substitutes like fake meat and fake cheese and anything that usually isn't vegan, and more fruits, vegetables, beans, seeds, and grains. Yeah. Yeah, like rice and quinoa. Yeah. And I think in the beginning, I, like I said, I was like potato galore, like just everything fries. That was my big downfall. And, uh, I do find now that I try to definitely, you know, either add a salad, you know, vegetables, like just kind of pick the ones that there's a lot of times that I could just eat broccoli every day. Um, so kind of just having your go-tos, I think for me too, it's become more of a, uh, it's it is a lifestyle. It becomes. I think sometimes you get to a point that you realize, I don't have to eat to enjoy what I'm eating. I have to eat so that my body's healthy and strong. And I think in life we created so many memories around food, like sit around the table with the family and enjoy a meal, or enjoy a cake or cookies, and like we put so many happy things around sweets and sugar and uh and mealtime that I think it's kind of made us believe that we have to just you know I'm not saying you have to sit down and eat something disgusting but sometimes you know if you eat rice and broccoli and you know or a salad and Mm -hmm. it you feel like it doesn't have a lot of flavor it's not amazing you know that's not really the purpose of eating right And not that it doesn't have to taste good, because I think we're learning so much right now that Mm -hmm. food can be amazing. Mm -hmm. The more you eat healthy, you get comfortable with that, and then 
it starts to taste a lot better. Yeah. And it does taste, and that's, I think, my big thing. Like, I recently, when I, even just having, we literally got a spring mix. And I've never really liked, like, the purple lettuce or the purple part of the spring mix. And again, just your taste buds change. So let's talk about, um, actually, I just want to mention this. I remember for a while I was eating, I was pescatarian, so I was eating fish. So I did also, I tried that for a little while. And I was completely fine with it. I was like, no, you know, I really, I want to have a a good source of protein because I was still on the belief that I really just have to have some type of meat. Um, and so I was pescatarian for a while and I remember watching the video of, um, I forget if it was the dolphins or the killer whales or, but it was basically how they were hunting them and catching them. And I know some people will probably listen to this and be like, are you kidding me right now? But as a person who does love animals, I, and not even that these animals are pets, right? Like these are animals in the wild, but I just remember watching this video and thinking to myself, like, I I don't want to be a part of that lifestyle right now. And I always say that because sometimes I say, I know I've heard of a lot of people who become vegan and they go back or they do become pescatarian or they have some source of other protein that they bring back into their diet. So I never want to say never. I just know as of right now, you know, it's just been this place where I'm like, I don't want to be a part of that, but I also feel so much better. My body feels so much better and it's also good for the environment. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what the production of meat looks like. And I'm leaving that to you because you're just good with all the facts. (laughs) Well, to raise farm animals... It takes a lot of crops and a lot of water and there's so many parts of the world that doesn't have access to clean water and to raise livestock that uses so much water because they need to drink the water and they need to eat the plants so there's a lot less water for us and there's a lot less plants for us and then they keep forcing the animals to reproduce so we just have there's just too many animals and how many, all of the plants how many gallons do you know how many gallons of water say one animal or it, it takes to well one pound of meat requires over 660 gallons of water to produce So basically, eating one burger is the equivalent of showering for two months. So for a pound of beef, it takes 2,500 gallons of water. For eggs, it's 477 gallons of water. And for cheese, it's 900 gallons of water. We watched a few documentaries. Uh, This was on the... Well, we watched What the Health together. And there's also Cowspiracy, which is more about the environment and what the health is obviously more about your health. So we have found that, and more in particularly you have found, because you, Michaela's done so much of the research and 
I we watched the documentary together. Um, so that was another thing. And we also follow some people um, online that will share information. But we have found that the way that, you know, the production of beef, of meat, of animal products, eggs, cheese, that it's also just not the best for the environment. I remember watching, um, again, another documentary. I forget if it was, I think it might have been What the Health, but where they talked about now how the production of these animals was affecting the health of the people in the communities. And most of these farms and these places are in um, towns that there is a high poverty rate. So these farms or the farmers, when they have animal products or or meat or beef that's not, not good, that's left over, they're burning it, they're throwing it, you know, piling it up in the fields. And we were listening to how these families have to have the fumes of the meat that's gone bad that's being you know burned or being disposed of and how their health has been affected because of this so even if we weren't looking at the animals that are being hurt in the process if we look at the people that are affected and in particular people who live in poverty and don't have the money to you know, to either A, speak up and be heard, who don't have the resources to get up and move, right? Because some people may be like, well, I'll move then, right? Um, but you have people who have generations of their families that have been living in the same town. You know, they have all of their family there and they have to endure, you know, the fumes and the, the bad air quality because, of how the farms process bad meat or things, that, you know, the stuff that goes bad. And I remember a story of a family saying that there were times that they would get up and get dressed for church and walk out and the smell of the bad meat, the pigs that had gone bad was so bad, or even the manure, like all the waste from these animals that they pile and they burn or do whatever they do, whatever they do with it. The smell was so bad that they had to turn around and go back inside and shower again and could not go to church because they would end up going smelling like crap, basically. And I remember that like that story stuck out to me so much and it was so sad to me because it made me realize that there's so much more that goes into the production of of meat, of animal products, um, aside from all the abuse, aside from what it does to the environment. Now we have, as you mentioned, there's so much water that's being used that we have countries that don't even have clean water, that don't have the water that we have, but yet all of this water goes into use to process process meat, to process eggs, cheese, whatever it is. And we're not even saying like everyone should be vegan, right? Like we're not even saying the world should be a vegan world. At least that's not what I'm saying, right? Do you feel differently? Do you feel like the, it would be a better place if the world was vegan? 
Um, I know it would be a better place if the world was vegan. Like, I know that a vegan diet might not work for everyone, but I think it could work for everyone if you knew how to, if you knew what foods to eat and how to mm-hmm. live that lifestyle. Yeah. And I, and see, and I, I agree with you partially. Like, I think that the world would be and probably could be a much better place, right? If we, um, if many or all people were vegan, I think the flip side of it, even when I think of just how we're created, right? I would think that, and again, we don't have to reproduce animals, right? So some people would be like, oh my gosh, there would be an overpopulation of, of meat, of animals or, or whatever, right? And obviously the animals in the wild, we can't control how they reproduce. But the circle of life, things take its course and naturally, you know, get rid of each other in a sense, right? But an overpopulation of animals because they... We've torn they down the wilderness. inseminate the animals themselves. It's not the animals doing that themselves. Right. Yeah, and I... And so for me, I think of, too, just like the more of like wild animals, for example, right? Some people might hunt deer and they think if we don't hunt the deer, there's going to be such an overpopulation. So we might as well hunt and use it for meat. But on the flip side of that, um, the point I was going to make is that we have been cutting down trees like crazy. We're cutting down their environment and their habitat and where they live so they're forced to they're pushed out into neighborhoods or they're pushed out into places that they technically wouldn't be and then we're just messing up their way of living and so yeah I think that naturally it could appear could seem like oh there's going to be an overpopulation when in reality no we're just pushing all the population out into more of a community because we're building so many communities too right so I think that there's I think it's it's about having a balance for me personally I think like you said maybe the vegan diet wouldn't work for everyone and I would just love to see if it was just less of it right so like we've talked about like you mentioned you know the production like one day or one pound of meat is so many gallons of water that's being used. So if you think if you ate one less pound a week of meat times 52 weeks in a year, you know, how many gallons of water you're saving, um, how much you're helping the environment, how much you're helping in general. Maybe you go to the grocery store and, and you're shopping for the week or however you know often you go, but you're saying... Instead of buying seven packs of chicken or seven packs of ground beef or whatever it is that you buy, I'm going to buy six this week. I'm going to buy one less. I'm going to buy two less. I'm going to stretch, you know, whatever it is that I buy. And I think there's different ways of helping out the environment, helping out in the whole, um, just in the whole like lifestyle improving a lifestyle not just for yourself but for other people and we can do it you know it doesn't have to be by being a hundred percent vegan but just by cutting down so let's talk let's just talk really quickly and I say really quickly because there aren't really many downsides what would you say are the downsides to being vegan because there are a lot of people 
that I have read about that they are vegan and then they go back to eating meat and it doesn't work out for them. One thing people think is a downside that is actually a good thing is the whole detoxing thing. When you first go vegan, your body is most likely going to have to detox from all of the gross stuff that you used to eat. So when it makes you feel really bad at first, you might think that a vegan diet is unhealthy, but really it's doing good things in your body. There are certain vitamins that it's important for you to take a -hmm. supplement because you're not always getting those vitamins from eating a vegan diet, like B12, right? That's Mm -hmm. one that, that's a supplement that's important to take separately. So some people might see that as a downside. However, again, not to just kind of go, it's a downside, but it's not really a downside. But I think in general, taking supplements, I mean, you can also argue that people take vitamins on a daily basis why are you taking vitamins, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to, if, you're, if your meat is good enough, why do you need vitamins? Mm-hmm. So I think in general, we should be taking extra supplements because at the end of the day, our bodies don't always absorb and get what we need. And I think a lot of that is mostly contributed to, if what I remember is correct from just research and studies in the past is that, our bodies don't absorb certain vitamins and, um, you know, whatever minerals, like things that our body needs. We're not absorbing these things because of how things are produced and processed, because of how, you know, the farms are, they have a lot of artificial chemicals that are put into the process of even, you know, vegetables and, and fruits and things like that. So I know for me anyway, I try to buy organic when possible. And when we can't, we don't. And then, you know, we try to soak or wash our fruits and vegetables and make sure that we do that well. But because we're not living, you know, back a thousand years ago where things were cleaner and we didn't deal with all the chemicals and things that are now in our environment the people were much healthier they were able to absorb and able to process food and vitamins much better so in general vegan or not people are consuming and needing to consume additional supplements so i can't even really say that ensuring that you're taking like a vitamin b12 is is a downside because i think people do it anyway when you're doing a vegan diet you pretty much only need to you don't need to take a multivitamin every day because you're getting the vitamins from what you're eating but b12 and maybe a few other things are the only vitamins you would need to take yeah i think you would need more vitamins on a non-vegan diet than you would on a vegan diet mm-hmm. and i think obviously i always say this i say this at the end of the show too it, but obviously everyone should ask their doctor um, and I think asking your doctor is one thing, but yeah, everyone if, should do their own research. Yeah, you should do your own research. And I was going to say, if you want to ask a doctor, you should be talking to a natural, like a um, natural doctor, uh, because a regular, you know, MD or is probably going to tell you, unless they are vegan, they're probably going to tell you that's the worst thing you can do. Um, and so that's 
you know, back to your point, Michaela, is that do your own research. And if you feel comfortable and, you know, you don't have health issues, like try it, you know, it's definitely something that I've been so happy that I've done. And I kind of, you know, I kind of owe it to you. I don't know that I don't know that I would have been here, at least not this soon, had it not been because you decided to go out and try it. And we're the only two in the house that are vegan. Everybody else thinks we're crazy. And I think they probably try to convince us almost on a daily basis to just try eating something that we don't want to eat, right? (laughs) Yeah. Does that get on your nerves? Well, I think they're overall supportive, but... It doesn't get on my nerves because I know I would never do it. Like, I won't eat something that I don't want to eat. And if I wanted it, I would just eat it. Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, so we, that's kind of, I guess, like their joke. But they are very supportive. So we are really grateful for that. That just in general, um, everyone, I think they almost, the other day I was, um, I bought vegan gluten-free cookies or something I forget what it was and I was like gonna eat it and John was you know my son-in-law was like oh my goodness like you're gonna eat something that's not vegan don't do it like he got all like worked up and I was like relax you know it's it's vegan it's good anyway so I do enjoy their support and it definitely means a lot to us to have that support because we don't have to like you know fight for what we want in a sense or, you know, to eat whatever we want. And I will still, I get the big question I get, I know Michaela would not, I don't think, but the big question I get a lot of times is, do I cook meat? You know, because the rest of the family is not vegan, will I still cook for them? And the answer has been yes. A lot of times they cook for themselves, you know, or Carlos cooks, but Uh, I have been one that like if they want chicken, if they want a turkey sandwich or whatever, I'll just I get my hands in it and I do it. I cook it for them and I helped for Thanksgiving with the turkey and stuff like that. So I also at the same way that I know they're respectful to me and my choices. So I'm respectful to them and their choice. Um, So uh, I do help whenever they need it. So I don't mind. Would you cook? some uh chicken for them if they asked you um never (laughs) so Michaela is in a beautiful way a little more extreme than I am um which I think is a wonderful thing it's more extreme to eat a dead animal than to not cook a animal that's a good point (laughs) but it's just up to the person I'm more my number one reason for being vegan is for animals so it would be really hard for me to even think about preparing a dead animal yeah yeah I respect that we almost got a pig at one point right and so I can't again I couldn't even imagine if um especially having the animal as a pet I couldn't imagine thinking about cooking um it, but either way I am grateful to be vegan I am so happy with the benefits that I have gotten as I'm sure everyone sees that you are also are there any parting words you want to leave the people with um 
Do your research. Go vegan. Stop eating dead animals. Stop being unhealthy. And go vegan. <laughs> I was going to say, and make the world a better place. <laughs> But anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Michaela, for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) All right, y'all. I hope this episode has helped you out and given you a lot of information. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to send over your questions, your comments, your feedback. And until next time, have an awesome and amazing and blessed day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Rebuilding Relationships podcast. I hope that I have served you on the highest level. If you were, please be sure to share this episode and give it a great rating so that I can continue to serve you and others. For more about me and my services, please go to my website, www.carrycompany.com. And that is K-A-R-I company.com. And if you haven't read my book, Recreate Your Love, be sure to order your copy at www.recreateyourlove.com. And I'm currently taking new clients. So if you're interested, you can definitely get more information on my website. My heart is always to serve you with so much love. Have an amazing week and be sure to come back next week for another awesome episode. Please understand that anything shared on my show, the Rebuilding Relationships podcast, is intended to give you tips, tools, and strategies to help you transform your relationships and your life. While I am a certified coach, Be sure to seek professional medical advice when you feel necessary.